Welcome to the Hawkeye. Hello, Brad Ridge. Dave Creighton Jr. with you here as we are each week from 5 to 6 o'clock through the winter sports season on 1700 and Mediacom. I'm Brad Ridge. He's Dave Creighton Jr. It should, it should be noted we've been on since the football season. Right. Right. So that's a long time. Yeah. Right. So it's not just during the winter sports that no, we're on. No, it's through is what I said. Right. But yeah. during, we, oh, you're right. we start we in August. We end in March. Yes, if you do. happen to be on Ingersoll and you see a gray wallet with a silver zipper, it's Marty's. <laughs> That's Pick what it I'm up, saying. He was, hand it to him. He was just about under the table here, which would have been an awkward position to be when the camera came on. You know, looking for anyway. So I know. Yeah. I know that we've all dreamt about that. <laughs> Nightmares. What do you mean? Well, not Marty. Oh, okay. I mean, <laughs> you know, some sort of. I know. Pornographic. Wait, we don't need it. Pornographic. On the program today, we're going to discuss Iowa football, Iowa basketball, Iowa wrestling, and a little bit of Iowa baseball as we get set to uh, actually wind down the are, show. Are we going to are we going to discuss uh, anything else? Nope. Well, we can. You, did you watch Kansas to... last night? Come back. Did you see that comeback last okay. night? Okay. I, I got the la- I caught the last three minutes in overtime. It was only part worth watching, and it was so I bailed. Good basketball. So did I, you? Really? I got oh, okay. home from the bowling alley. Didn't bowl very well. And uh, turned it on, had a little snack, yeah. was going, West Virginia is just owning these guys. And, it, and, and they were. And West Virginia is not a team that I would ever want to play in the tournament. Here's their problem. They can't make free throws. Uh, well, they clanked a bunch of them last night. And they were some of them weren't even close. And, guys throwing them uh, off the backboard. And apparently, and, you know. if you press a pressing team, they don't know how to break it. <laughs> they had it. They were... Horrible at it, weren't they? Well, it was it, amazing. What, it was what, amazing. That I, does I, surprise you. I didn't see surprise how me. they got ahead. We were watching. We well, were I didn't see any of it until uh, I got home. We it was were, four minutes ago. We were in our binge watching of Shameless that we're doing, and we get to the end of an episode, and I'm like, all right, we're, well, let's go up. And then I'm like, oh, wait, I'm going to watch last Whatever. four minutes of this, right? And So I turned it off with yeah. like 2.10 to and go. They're down 12. I was like, okay. You I'm, bailed along with all the people that Dickie V was yelling at. Hey, I'm I, telling you right now, everybody should be a lot of crime. They should be staying here to watch these kids. They deserve. Hey, Shot if, if I'm at Allen Fieldhouse, I'm never leaving. Well, I I would agree, and the fact is, they don't leave right because they're always winning. It just has. So they haven't won, They haven't lost back-to-back games there. Did you see this? Chris Hassel. 1989. I give Chris Hassel credit on this. I, yeah, that's where I saw it. Yeah, it was good. Anyway. Hawkeye football, big news today is it sounds like they've, they've well, it doesn't they, sound, they've, con- it they've confirmed happened. now this afternoon. They have offered the last two positions available at the current time uh, to Tim Polasek, who is the offensive coordinator or was the offensive coordinator at North Dakota State University, who beat Iowa this year. He will be the offensive line coach for Iowa. And Kelton Copeland will be the wide receivers coach. He comes over from Northern Illinois. Um, been there for a couple of years, and I think the two of them were on the staff together. Polasek was at uh, for at one NIU year. For that's one year. That's uh, true. Uh, so, Would that have been at the end of the? Now Kilton was gone. Kill was gone. Yeah, I think so. They, but it was the year they went twelve and two that they were together. Um, that he was there. The year that well, there you he have went it. twelve and two. Awesome. Um, both are supposedly now. Granted, they've been at smaller institutions, but supposedly are are lights out recruiters. And that's they're also something both I would very use. young, thirty seven and thirty six years old. Uh, and with Brian Ferentz being thirty three, and you add Ken O'Keefe, who was sixty three, I think, two. Yeah. Um, you now have three, two. You have three, three offensive, offensive coordinators, coordinators two two yeah. that have experience uh, on, on the staff. 
I think that is a good thing for an Iowa offense that many of us would say underperformed last year. Well, clearly the one thing about Polasek that's uh, – and we'll see if it's Czech. I think it's Polasek anyway. But, uh, it's, Polasek? It's P-O-L-A-S-E-C – or S-E-K, no C in there. Anyway, the the thing about him, if you go back and you think about that North Dakota State game where, that they, where they beat the Hawks, first of all, there were no three and outs for Iowa's defense that day, as good as Iowa's defense could be. Okay? And he was he was developing uh, he was running uh, he was running an offense with basically the same type of player that Iowa has. They were fairly big, sturdy, strong. They were linemen. certainly big on the offensive uh, line, and and they were it was pretty basic stuff, right? It wasn't crazy. It wasn't out of this world. It was pretty basic stuff. A lot of traps. A lot of a lot of you know basic. He was also the offensive coordinator for the number two draft choice in the NFL. And Carson Wentz. Carson Wentz. Right, so. I like the minds. I sure, think. Yeah, yeah. Uh, and he's not—he's not going to differ drastically. He isn't going to come in with an expectation that Iowa has a Vince Young, which I believe Greg Davis did, uh, and came in and he and effectively ruined two quarterbacks mm-hmm. in Vandenberg, I believe, and CJ in his yeah. senior year, and so. I think that this is—I mean, we Maybe have to be optimistic yeah. about this. Uh, yeah, you could even say that with Jake. I mean, you saw that he could play better for Michigan, right? Right. What what you could do when, with just a little he, more wiggle room, right? When, right? when he was unleashed. And I think Ken O'Keefe is going to be a huge, huge add in that regard. I think he's a tremendously good quarterback coach. And and as you say, I think Brian, Brian likes to attack. Brian likes to be aggressive. And so I think I think we will we will be excited to see what can come of having these new minds around the offense. Clearly, a new guy calling the plays, uh, in spite of running it through the filter. That is uh, Brian's old man Kirk, uh, the head coach, who may or may not have veto power. And if he goes, no, I want to run the stretch on third and eight. Hopefully, somebody shuts his mic off and goes, I didn't hear I didn't that. Hear that. It was already too late, and the guy with the microphone in his ear got it. So, yeah, I mean, it's good, good pedigree. I mean, I don't know much about Copeland other than he's from Florida, which I think could be good from a recruiting standpoint down there. Um, Palachik's a Midwestern dude, you know, uh, and he appears to fit the mold, as you say, for the Iowa coaching staff. So they've got them filled. Um, you know, there is a question that about a tenth – Assistant coach that That's, might be available right. like in April or something. Be- because I don't there's know what, going to be another spot available according yeah. to the NCAA, right? And, I, and who knows what that what that might mean. So, uh, and if they did get somebody there, where would they put them? Right. Would that be with running backs? Because right now the way this would shake out is Brian Ferentz, as the offensive coordinator, would have the running back duty as well. Probably that would be the way to go, but but you never know. And so we'll have to see how that shakes out. It will be a little bit later on this spring before they, they get that all finalized. You know, and and, the one and thing, that's not Iowa. That's the NCAA deciding is how many more coaches you can have. The one, the one thing I am glad about is that, you know, Reese Morgan moved from offensive line to defensive line, and the defensive line has been fantastic. Now, keep in mind that he replaced Aiken, Ron Aiken, who, was who went really to good. the Cardinals, if yeah. I'm not mistaken, uh, in the NFL. So I'm glad that they left Reese on the defensive line. Uh, we've got the Nelson boys, we've got Parker Hesse, we've got guys coming in at tackle who've got some ex- well, you got spare Lattimore. Back. Lat- Lattimore, um, and, uh, the, Reef, the younger Reef brother is and supposedly of course, looking and really good. A.J. Epinesa, yeah. who's, who's going to come in and, 
and I will be shocked if he's not in the starting starting lineup or at minimum getting a lot of action. Right, get some reps. Yeah, yeah. not reps. I, appreciable playing time in things that matter. Mm-hmm. Um, and and so I'm excited about that. I think I think Reese is a tremendously good coach. You know, ultimately down the line, we're going to have to figure out a way to replace him because he is a hair long in the tooth. I mean, he's in his 60s. Um, but, of course, you know, you've got Kirk, O'Keefe, Reese. Think back when Kirk got the job, he brought back uh, Carl Jackson mm-hmm. yep. and, and Joe Philbin. Now, apparently, you know, Joe Philbin seemed like he was old at the time, but that was a long time ago. When we thought that people who were forty were old, right? Back when we they were older than us, right? Yes. So anyway, I I'm glad that this is is done. I'm glad that I. How can you feel bad about this? Well, I, I really based on the amount of time it took and kind of the carousel and the way things go, I, I think this is these are home run hires at this point. At least I don't know about I don't know about Copeland. I can't really tell you about him, but I think the the idea of what you're getting. In the type of guy you're grabbing from North Dakota State, the success they've had, what he's been able to do along with their coaching staff, and the, again, the type of player that Iowa can get, right? Um, I, I think that's really good to add to the mix of Brian Ferentz, and and I hope that Brian has the leash let out a little bit, like we think he will. Um, yeah, have you seen? Have you watched it all? That you, you don't watch a lot of the documentary stuff. The NFL on the NFL Network, the the Football Life. Um, no. Bill Belichick's. So they've got like a two or three part one where no. it's because they've got him mic'd for a couple of seasons, you know, and they, it's interviews. But it, the stuff he talks about on the sidelines, you're just like, I mean, and it's so basic, right? But he just, it's so, but it's everything you wish Iowa would do in terms of just thinking about how to change up what's going on, which is how the Indian... You mean so you're talking about uh, adjustments? Adjustments. And and, and some, to some extent, though, it's plain Jane stuff. Like, literally, they stand there talking to us. I think this is back in 2009, the one I was watching last night. He's talking to his son who's standing next to him. He's taking out. We're too slow. Put it in red marker and write an exclamation point. And, he, and he, that's... Then he walks away. So he, he has a guy who takes notes, whereas Kirk takes his own. Well, we did see you and I were watching the Super Bowl. He wrote something on his leg, didn't he? Didn't he write? Didn't he write on? I don't think card he. Down? I think he just kept yeah. the card in front of him and wrote it down. But nevertheless, I understand what you're saying. Yeah, but anyway, um, my point is that as you watch this, you you watch his brain unfold, and he actually, uh, you know, he says enough to the people around him that you're like, so I know we're close to that with Kirk because they've they were coaching together, but. Brian was there longer, and he was there much more recently and, and got a flavor of that. Let's just hope that that's kind of one of the ways that, that things goes. Okay, so Hawkeye basketball, Hawks lost two last week. Didn't really surprise us. Uh, both games had chances to win. Um, I'm watching the Minnesota game. I call for the last-second shot. They have two chances for the last-second shot to win so, and don't really get a shot. So how many? how many – if somebody's got a little bit of time on their hands, go back and just analyze how many times has Fran McCaffrey, since he's been in Iowa, had a chance for his team to take the last second shot and win the game. I can only and, think of twice. Oh, no. They've had dozens and where dozens it where it worked. actually worked. Yeah, I was about to say, it's probably been 40 times. I bet it's been 40 times over his eight his eight years. I can think and of they, Utah. And, and last year, Woody with the tip-in. W- Woodbury. Right. And, and, and that that was a bad play. Gazelle threw the ball up in the air. It was a terrible. 
I got an assist. No, it's just, know. it's really, it is really frustrating. There's a lot to be frustrated about with that Minnesota game. But if you shake off the officiating side of things and go to where Iowa should have won the basketball game with two chances to score at, at the end of regulation and at the end of overtime and the same at Nebraska. And those two games, as Tom Kakert pointed out the other day on his website, if you do the little we're going to roll and switch those around, Iowa's in the tournament. That's how close they are, but they're not now. They're way off the bubble. They got no shot at it now unless they win they'd out. They'd have to win the they yeah. either have to win the next five, which is highly unlikely. Or win the Big Ten. Or tournament. they have to win the Big Ten tournament. Right. But if they'd have won so those, if they win five you know, and win four, that'd be nine in a row. You'd be a hot team going to the tournament. Yep. Ten seed playing a seven. Those, those double overtime playing losses. Kansas State in the Midwest regional. Uh, something. But if you flip those over. Now, I think he, he even had it where, okay, flip the Omaha game, which you should have. But let's flip Nebraska and, and Minnesota. Two road games. You, you had chances. You had the ball last in both for, for both of those. Well, and the and only difference is that in the Nebraska game, Bohanna had a shot and he didn't take it. Yeah. There, and, and in this one, he kind of hucked one up and didn't. Well, he didn't have around. a choice because yeah. they were trying to go to Peter. And, 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 you know, obviously Peter Jock's back is feeling better. And he played fantastic in the second half. In the second half against Minnesota, and it was it was fun to see. It was a good game to watch. I, I mean, I I think I watched every minute of the of the basketball game, and I'm going, how do we lose? And when they stole the ball, I think everybody who bleeds black and gold, who listens to our show, thought it's over. Game's over. They got to foul him. And Brady's going to go, and he's going to make a couple he's free throws. He's 100% free throw shooter. Sure. He's going to make a couple free he's throws. 18 for 18. We're up four. It's going to be is what it is. And they call the tie-up, and I didn't see the guy out of bounds until they came back. So I would ask this question. If you have replay, why can you not egregious, not egregious, why can you not review an egregious w- call like that? Why that can't getting... someone say, hey, hey, I think we should look at this? Right. I, I, I don't know why that call is the way it is. Here's the one I don't understand. So everybody, I, I, absolutely. So there's three ways Iowa should have there. One, he, he got, uh, Ellings well, got fouled, first of all. But second of all, he's calling timeout clearly, and then you got the out of bounds. But this is the one I, nobody seems to be mentioning or thinking it's a big deal. We, Ellingson gets that ball. And turns to go up court, and little Ricky Patino is standing on the court. Oh my God! You got to quit watching the freaking coaches on the sidelines. No, no, he's on the court though. He's four Dude, feet the, on the every court. Every coach is on the court all the time. Not when the ball, not in that situation. Yes, they are. No, they all no, are. Not in that situation. They all are. They have they to have get the, off the they court. Have, they have. Oh, get, gee, they're moving quit. up. It's he, not like he ran into him. He stopped where he was going to go. Look, there was nowhere to go. He's in the freaking corner. He went backwards like a baby, going, "Oh, come and foul me!" Like gone, I'm in high school. If he had turned that and way. that turned no. out to be the worst decision of the night. Yeah. Everything I, that happened bad after that was because. Ellingson quit being aggressive. He got the ball. He could have went right through those two guys. He's gonna I, get fouled. I think. I think he should have dribbled up court. But I'm telling you right now, he, he would just have gets right the ball into, and goes. He would have run right Instead, into Instead, he went passive and he and he didn't get fouled. And, uh, and then it, and then we had a horrible situation that goes on the deal uh, where he goes, okay, they're gonna foul me. They're gonna foul me because you know he was calling timeout. He was calling timeout. There so were three least, guys calling timeout. Yeah. Nicholas Bear is seen running across midcourt calling timeout, and neither of the back officials are, are 
hearing him or seeing him. The coach had told him they want to call a freaking timeout. And Brady and Bohannon are screaming at the guy they want a timeout. I'm sorry, I couldn't hear you. And apparently you couldn't see the fact that the guy was standing out of bounds. And and, and they're doing this. Well, Ellingson wasn't. and, And you could hear it. On TV, clear as day, you know, as loud as it lit. But, well, but that's a different deal. Well, maybe. But nevertheless, it, it, was, it was horrible. It was a horrible end to a game that they should have won. And this is why, unfortunately, the Hawks won't be in the tournament, nor should they. If you have these opportunities, teams that get in the tournament may take advantage of these opportunities, and Iowa's had at least two. Look, they had another one on Saturday where they had the lead, they had the opportunities, and, didn't, and weren't yeah. able to finish the game. Did not play. Did, did not shoot well in the second half. And they, they didn't shoot they, well. They, they didn't shoot well in the first and, half. And they, they still had they, the lead. But they had played well enough in the first half, and they just did, they didn't hold it. Absolutely, there's no question. Um, when it comes down to it, at the end of the day, uh, you know, officials aside, Iowa had chances to win. Still had the chances twice to win that basketball game up in Minneapolis, and didn't do it. And didn't get a good look either time. And so. if if your only option is going to be Peter Jock at the end of the game. Then you might as well give him the ball and put the other four guys yeah. down low. Why are and, and why are you this. trying a baseball pass? Well, I mean, and, and, then, and, and, and John Miller you? pointed out that that the idea behind that was they didn't know they had three and a half seconds. They only thought they had one. And my point on that is, even if you how? know, call another timeout. I think they still had one. How, how did they did? I didn't see that. How would they not? All right, because gotta, the officials didn't tell them. <laughs> they didn't. They just went and said three point eight. And they, but they didn't. Nobody looked up the clock. They had to put. They it already had the play called because they thought oh. it was one point five. Well, I'll take a break. We'll be back on the Hawkeye Huddle here on seventeen hundred Media Com. Afternoons, we talk sports on seventeen hundred with Jimmy B and TC, noon to three, and Des Moines' biggest local sports show, Marty and Miller, from three to six on seventeen hundred. Seventeen hundred KBGG traffic update. Taking a quick look around the metro, it appears we have one accident located at East 6th Street at East Grand Avenue. And just a reminder that Northeast 54th is closed at I-35 for bridge replacement until July 4th. And that's a quick look at your traffic. 1700 KBGG with Central Iowa's most accurate forecast from Local 5. It's going to be mostly clear, cool and breezy tonight, a low of 27. Mostly sunny and still mild tomorrow with a high of 46 and then 58 on Thursday. I'm Local 5 Chief Meteorologist Brad Edwards. Brought to you by Hum by Verizon. Is your check engine light on? Hum by Verizon can tell you why. So you can fix small problems before they become big ones. Find out how to make your car smarter, safer, and more connected with Hum by Verizon. Visit Hum.com today. If it's time to top off, flush, or refill your cooling system, stop by O'Reilly Auto Parts for Prestone Universal Premixed Antifreeze and Coolant, eleven ninety nine a gallon. Plus, earn double points during O Rewards Bonus Points Month. Protect your engine with Prestone Universal Premixed Antifreeze and Coolant at O'Reilly Auto Parts. Better parts, better prices every day. Limit supply. See store for details. Oh, 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 O'Reilly Auto Parts. Hey guys.
guys, it's that time of year again. Time to build up some equity for March Madness in the next football season. Tell that special lady in your life you'll do the laundry and you really mean it. Then grab the dirty clothes and head to Duds and Suds in Beaverdale. Drop it off, pick it up, all nice and clean and folded. She'll be amazed. Or wash while you wait. Enjoy a beer, popcorn, and the games on TV. Or shoot a game of pool. Duds and Suds, guys. Check it out. 2629 Beaver in Beaverdale. Duds and Suds. As an independent agent, People's Insurance Agency can tailor a program that fits any situation. We offer all sorts of insurance programs, including hard-to-place risks, such as farms and ranches, hunting guides, and outfitters. We will provide you solid coverage, personal service, and save you money. For more information, please call 800-932-4801 or visit us online at peoples-insurance.com. Save up to $12,000 off select new Silverado crew cams during truck month at Schottenkirk Chevrolet in Waukee. Up to $12,000 off select new bonus tag Silverado crew cams. Current Chevrolet or non-GM lessees can save big with this super bonus tag lease offer. New 2017 Silverado double cab. Just first payment and fees due. $299 per month lease. $299 for a brand new Silverado double cab. Save big during truck month at Schottenkirk Chevrolet in Waukee. Get 0% for 72 months plus courtesy discount on select new 16 Silverado 2500 crew cams. Tahoe and Malibus. Save big on certified pre-owned GM No Worries vehicles. Also, certified 16 Chevy Cruze Premier. $17,990. Chevy Truck Month at Schottenkirk Chevrolet. Featuring 12,000 off select new Silverado crew caps. $2.99 per month on select new Silverado double caps. And 0% for 72 months plus courtesy discount on select new 2016s. Hurry in for best selection. Schottenkirk Chevrolet on the west end of Hickman, Waukee. Chevy, find new roads. WaukeeChevy.com. Must be bonus tag, must finance with GM financial 36-month, 10 k per year lease. Lease in 25 with approved credit. Centurion Stone of Iowa is proud to be the leading provider of stone veneer in Iowa. Centurion Stone has the look and feel of natural stone with the ability to create over 200 color and patterns. If you're looking to enhance your home's interior, Centurion Stone can update your existing fireplace with a stone finish. And Centurion Stone of Iowa does business all over the state, from Dubuque to Denison, from Davenport to Des Moines. It's Centurion Stone of Iowa, helping homeowners and businesses throughout the entire state. CenturionStoneOfIowa.com Have you suffered a personal injury or been impaired by an auto accident? Are you unsure if you're entitled to workers' compensation? Hamilton Law Firm is one of the oldest family-owned law firms in Iowa, helping individuals and families across the state for 130 years. They may be able to help you. If you are too injured to meet with them, they can fly anywhere in Iowa to meet with you. Hamilton Law Firm in Clive, Storm Lake, and Sioux City. Contact Hamilton Law at 309-3536 or online at hamiltonlawfirmpc.com. Asset Protection Agency and the Brighton Companies have now merged into one firm now known as Asset Pros. Whether it's auto, home, life, commercial insurance, and employee benefits, we have experts in every area to service your insurance needs. We see this as an enhancement for our customers. We still have the same West Des Moines location, same phone number, 515-223-1600, and the same great people working together to serve your financial and insurance needs. Asset Pros has evolved into one of the premier financial and business resource consulting firms in Iowa. We view our work with you as a partnership in helping you in your insurance buying needs. Asset Pros, making sense of today's financial and insurance choices. 515-223-1600. Back here 
Frederick St. Crane Jr. with you. Now what are you going to talk about? Well, I don't know. We were just the great people at Asset Pros. We should probably do that. The great people at Asset Pros. What what do they do over there at Asset Pros? Well, this week we're in mourning. Uh, the Des Moines firefighter, uh, Doug McCauley. Yeah. He's the husband of one of our employees. Oh, no. And so he passed away. So our condolences out to Deb McCauley and, and all the McCauley boys who lost their father this uh, past weekend. So um, typically we sell insurance. We're making sense of today's insurance and financial choices. But this week we're a little bit in mourning. Okay. So anyway, I just want to give her a shout out. And uh, yeah, Kozlowski Law. Hey, thanks, Kozlowski Law. Yes, uh, our friend. Specializing in family law. Collaborative divorce, and our boys at Templeton Rye. Absolutely, which we will get to later. Our Templeton Rye last call, which we, likely we will. will discuss the uh, uh, Iowa Illinois basketball game. I'm guessing that's coming up. Uh, real quickly, the Iowa women's team. I know we just, just do a quick update here. Fifteen and ten on the year, six and six. They split this week. Michigan State at home in overtime. They won 87-83, lost on the road 88 to 81 to Ohio State. What is their average Apparently, differential? You think in games played? I mean. In the conference, it's got to be like three. Yeah, they, they, Every game they play is four, close. Four, five, six, yeah. And, you know, they um, they are apparently, by the well, their RPI right now, if you're going to go with that, is 47. So they're apparently on the bubble. ESPN's Charlie, I don't want to get this wrong, but his name is spelled Cream. Charlie Cream? Cream? Yeah, C-R-E-M-E. Do you have that with sweet peas, I, I, collard I greens? I don't know. Anyway, he's the bracketologist. He has them, He had them last week in the first four out, and Michigan State in the last four in, and the Hawks beat Michigan State this week. So I don't know where that's, where that's going to go. Um, anyway, oddly enough, Drake, by the way, we were just mentioning, right. they're, what, 20-4 and four and haven't lost in the Valley and Coached all that. Coached by Jenny Lillis Baracek. Ranked number 25 in the country, right? Right. He's got them as a 13 seed, which would make them 52, I think. I put them on the 52. I don't know how that works. Anyway. Or 49. Right, well, or 49. Anyway, it seems a little bit skewed. But anyway, Iowa women still on the bubble, apparently. They have games uh, this week, two Thursday at home against Northwestern and at Purdue on Sunday. Both games are on BTN, so 7 p.m. and 11 a.m. If you care to watch, they're fighting to get in the tournament still. So, hey. We don't think the men are fighting to get in the tournament, so we'll give them the, the uh, benefit of the doubt on that. Wrestling team, a couple of victories this week. Uh, if you were listening to Trent's wrestling update, you heard, but uh, at Indiana, 32-7, to and they wrapped up the regular season 27-9 to victory uh, against Nebraska, and I think it was Topher Carton who had the big upset in that and uh, got, got the number 10-ranked guy. They go to Edinburgh this Saturday. Edinburgh? Edinburgh, Pennsylvania. Uh, yeah. Uh, if I'm not mistaken, duels. it's just outside of uh, Penn State. Might be in. Is it? Might, might be. Might be. I'm sure it's in Pennsylvania. Somewhere over there. Well, Penn State and Oklahoma State get this national duels thing now. I guess is basically they just seed it and you just go wrestle once and that's so it. So we wrestle Edinburgh. Edinburgh. I don't know whether that's the third, fourth, fifth. Uh, Trent, is that? Do you know what place that's even for? It's not for a place. It is like oh. a, it's like a bowl game. <laughs> So we're in the Edinburgh Bowl. We're in the Edinburgh Bowl. The Hawkeyes. Sponsored by Folgers Coffee. Yes. <laughs> there the, is uh, number Hawkeye. one versus number two, Penn State, Oklahoma okay. State. That's for all the marbles and the rest of them don't matter a bit. They just, they just, just don't matter. Doesn't matter. You Big and I tens. turned down a bid. Oh, did they really? Yes. And there's some talk about Iowa uh, maybe turning down a chance to wrestle Virginia Tech. Oh. More when to come would on that. Be? that. Oh, okay. Yes. Well, that'll be interesting. Yeah. Wouldn't, 
that'd be that would be interesting. Instead, you mean that's who they were Edinburgh. supposed to wrestle in in lieu of Edinburgh? Exactly. Yes. I got you. Who's the coach at Virginia Tech now? The uh, the guy from Iowa. Oh, right. What's his would, name? Oh, what's his name? Mm-hmm. Well, uh, obviously, oh, half was, Nelson. That there dude. was the whole thing where Brand Brands came from Virginia Tech, right? And there was I think the whole, was he there a year? Him, right. And yanked him away, and he pulled a couple of recruits and Kevin Dresser. Was, ah, okay. It was a it was a messy messy situation back when that happened. Uh, last update before anything else: baseball team opens play this week in Tampa, Florida against South Florida. They have three Friday, Saturday, Sunday. Heller ball is back. We don't get to play Stetson. Uh, I think Stetson might be on the calendar later. There's like there's they, they play some games down south against teams they should beat for a while. South we'll Florida schedule when we're on that when we're on right. the, uh, when they're off the air. Let's take a break. We'll be back with Tom Caker to HawkeyeReport.com right here on the Hawkeye Huddle. Afternoons, we talk sports on 1700 with Jimmy B and TC, noon to 3, and Des Moines' biggest local sports show, Marty and Miller, from 3 to 6 on 1700. 1700 KBGG, traffic update. Taking a quick look around the metro, it appears we have one accident located at East 6th Street at East Grand Avenue. And just a reminder that Northeast 54th is closed at I-35 for bridge replacement until July 4th. And that's a quick look at your traffic. 1700 KBGG with Central Iowa's most accurate forecast from Local 5. It's going to be mostly clear, cool and breezy tonight, a low of 27. Mostly sunny and still mild tomorrow with a high of 46 and then 58 on Thursday. I'm Local 5 Chief Meteorologist Brad Edwards. Brought to you by Serta. Tossing and turning, sleeping hot. Serta redesigned its perfect sleeper to help solve five common sleep problems. Put your sleep problems to rest. Hurry in for President's Day savings. Serta, always comfortable. The U.S. economy has been getting stronger, and home values have been increasing. Hi, I'm Jay Farner, president of Quicken Loans. Many of our clients have been taking cash out of their homes, a strategy that might work for you. The smart move is for you to refinance your mortgage right now with Quicken Loans. The rate today on a 30-year fixed-rate mortgage is 4.18%, APR 4.35%. Call 800-QUICKEN or go to quickenloans.com. That's 800-QUICKEN. Call for cost information and conditions. Equal housing lender. Licensed in all 50 states. NMLSConsumeraccess.org, number 3030. As an entrepreneur, you're always on the go. So turn your mobile phone into a business phone system with Grasshopper, the entrepreneur's phone system. Make and receive business calls using our iPhone and Android apps. Get a new business number or keep your current one. Forward your calls to any phone and even get your voicemails transcribed. Join over 250,000 small businesses who stay connected with Grasshopper. See how it works at grasshopper.com, the entrepreneur's phone system. Geico presents a voicemail from your friend, Tree. Tree here, just calling to say thanks for letting me crash at your place the other night. (laughs) Well, on your place. It was a rough night. I had a bit too much wind, and I think I I might have broke your chimney, actually. So, yeah. um, Oh, any chance you'd want to drop off my tire swing? Yeah. I mean, if not, that's cool. Okay, later. Trees won't pay for tree damage. Luckily, one call to the Geico Insurance Agency makes it easy to switch and save on homeowners insurance. Check that out. Is Bill doing the running man? Yep. Bill just switched to Cricket Wireless, and he's really feeling this whole free phone thing. Uh, huh? He got a free Samsung Galaxy Amp 2 when he switched on a plan that's only $30 a month. Oh, is that the... The cha-cha? Yeah. <laughs> Whoa! Shake those hips, Bill! Cricket Wireless. Something to smile about. 
Limited time offer while supplies last. Requires number ported and activation of eligible service. Minimum $30 per month. First month service charge due at sale. Tax may apply. Fees and restrictions apply. Coverage not available everywhere. $30 per month plan. Not eligible for auto pay credit or group safe discount. It's time for the Iowa Wrestling Report, presented by People's Insurance Agency. I'm Trent Condon. The Iowa Hawkeyes finished off the regular season, knocking off sixth-ranked Nebraska 27-9 Sunday in Carver-Hawkeye Arena. Topher Carton picked up a upset victory in his final match of his career at Carver, knocking off 10th-ranked Colton McChrystal 6-4. The Hawkeyes will finish up in the NWCA Dual Championship Series on the road against Edinburgh. Number one versus number two for the championship will be Penn State at Oklahoma State. Northern Iowa took home the regular season MAC title as they beat Missouri 25-10. And this week at Wells Fargo Arena, it's the 2017 State Wrestling Tournament. Full coverage on 1490thejock, 1490thejock.com, and martynmiller.com. It all starts on Thursday morning at 9 o'clock as we will bring you the Class 3A first round. Friday morning, the Class 3A and 1A quarterfinals. Friday night, the semifinal round in Class 1A and 2A before the championships coming up on Saturday night, all on 1490 the jock. This Iowa Wrestling Report presented by People's Insurance providing solid coverage, personal service and saving you money. Get a quote online at People's Insurance Agency at peoples-insurance.com Sunny's Pizza Bistro is a family owned and operated Italian restaurant that opened its doors in 2006. You will always find a family friendly atmosphere at Sunny's Pizza Bistro as well as excellent food with homemade sausage, meatballs, pizza, sauces, and dough. And Sunny's Pizza Bistro caters. Give Sunny's a try for your next business or family gathering. Sunny's Pizza Bistro, Sailorville Township and online at sunnyspizzabistro.com. Hey, athletes, are you injured? Need to get back into the game? Of course you do. Dr. William Jacobson, Capital Orthopedic and Sports Medicine. When you're injured, Dr. Jake will get you back into the game. Team doctor for the Iowa Energy and the Iowa Barnstormers. Student athletes, weekend warriors, college pro athletes. Dr. William Jacobson, Capital Orthopedic and Sports Medicine. See his ad at martyandmiller.com. Dr. Jacobson is also the sports medicine consultant to Marty and Miller and Sirius XM 93, the Sports Rush Channel. If the unfortunate prospect of divorce should become a reality in your life, consider a collaborative divorce. As opposed to a traditional divorce, this is a lower-cost alternative based upon the principles of mutual respect, cooperation, transparency, and dignity. Most importantly, both spouses make a commitment to staying out of the courtroom. It is typically a win-win for both spouses and the kids. Please contact attorney David Kozlowski for more information. He can tell you if the collaborative divorce is right for you. David has 24 years of experience and practices exclusively in family law. He's located at 3737 Woodland Avenue in West Des Moines, just north of Valley High School. Give him a call, 515-226-0150, and arrange a free initial consultation. Again, that's attorney David Kozlowski, 515-226-0150. Well, it's basketball season. Manhattan Grill in West Des Moines is a great spot for all the Hawkeyes, Cyclones, Drake Bulldogs, and the UNI Panthers. They've got the ESPN College Basketball Package, home and away every game this year, plus great food, great drinks, and drink specials every week. Manhattan Grill, formerly Limey's, on Grand Avenue in West Des Moines. Hoops action, great food, great drink specials. Make it Manhattan Grill, Grand Avenue, West Des Moines. advertise their restaurant and bar and say that their food's really not that good, but it's a nice place to come anyway. Come have a good time. 
I, I just I just I, I just hear so many restaurant commercials over and over and over again on the radio, and the claim to fame is that the food's good. Well, I'm glad. And actually, the Manhattan Manhattan uh, Deli is good, but but I'm just saying. I just I'm listening to it. I'm like, okay, that, it's called marketing, and it's called distinctive competence. Let's come. Let's come a, to my place with crappy food but good beer. Okay. There's no distinctive competence in we serve good food. I don't know. Right? I don't know what to say about I, that. I, I know that it's good food. Good food there though. So did we? Is Tom? On? Tom is on. Right, we got the text. Tom Cakert from HawkeyeReport.com on the line with us now here on the Hawkeye. Brett Ridge, Dave Creighton Jr. And Tom, welcome to the show again. Uh, so the big news today, Hawkeye's rounding out the, the uh, football staff. Kirk uh, seems like he's got things lined up, and, and we've talked about it quite a bit already. But just uh, your general reactions to, the, to these guys. Uh, we, we like them from, where, from what we can see here. Yeah, I think it's two positive hires, and makes the staff better. You look at uh, with uh, Tim Palausik, uh coming on. He's you know got the experience as an offensive coordinator as well as being a pretty well-rounded coach. So that gives Iowa you know two former offensive coordinators to help Brian Ferentz as a first-time offensive coordinator. He'll probably bring some of those ideas that they were running at North Dakota State that we all saw at Kinnick Stadium uh, to Iowa City. And uh, Copeland coming on, you know, a young, energetic, wide receiver coach, which I think they needed. And uh, hopefully he can develop the players that he's got on campus. And the other thing that I've heard from a lot of people in the last uh, 24 hours since both their names kind of really started getting out there was both high-energy recruiting guys that are going to go out on the trail. So, um, I think it's, you know, if you look at it on the surface, at least today. On what Kirk wants to do, uh, they'll be able to do it kind of inside and out, a fresh perspective here um, and there. And, and I think that's that's something Iowa fans can get excited about. I, it's not going to be remarkably different, I wouldn't guess. But, you know, these guys are they, these guys will bring a different a different perspective than what we saw at least this last year. Yeah, I, I'm really uh, have pretty good feelings about Brian being the offensive coordinator. You know, one of the things he always kind of tweets out and talks about is being on the attack, and I, I think that's something that Iowa fans want. And, and it's not you're not going to see the spread offense, throwing the ball 50 times. You're, you're just not going to see that at Iowa under Kirk Ferentz. But what I think you're going to see is a more aggressive approach to play calling, um, a more aggressive approach on the field and what they do. Uh, and and I, I think fans are going to like that or appreciate that approach. Now, it's got to work. Uh, you know, that's when the rubber hits the road, that's what's got to happen is it's it's got to produce results. But I think fans are going to like um, what they see from this football team uh, as, it, uh, as it moves forward in terms of what Brian's going to bring offensively. Tom Caker to HawkeyeReport.com. Joining us on the Duds and Suds hotline, by the way. Did you see that on the monitor? I there did, you go. I did not know that, but that's what this is. It's did you know the old man used to own a Duds and Suds franchise? Did he really? It's true. True story. Did he really? He did. Um, Couldn't make it up. Tom, did you head over to uh, Baseball Media Day and uh, talk to Heller and the boys? Nope. I lost you guys. Oh, sorry. Did you uh, get a chance to head over to Baseball Media Day 
and talk uh, to Heller and and uh, and his squad a little bit. Yeah, I did. That was on uh, Friday. Went over and uh, talked to Coach Heller and um, talked to a few of the players and. They're going to get started this weekend. It's hard to believe, but they'll be down in uh, the Tampa area playing South Florida this weekend, um, which uh, you know gets me immediately excited because I love baseball. Um, but uh, you know, interesting year for them because they're, this is kind of the first year without a lot of the vets that have been around for a few years. Uh, you know, Tyler Payton's of the world, um, you know, Mangler, those guys that have kind of moved on now. With graduation, so he's got a pretty young team. Going to need some of the young players to really step forward. He's got two pretty good starters, I think, to to go with. When you got you come out of there with uh, Nick Gallagher and uh, C.J. Eldred, uh, and he says that uh, he has more arms this year than he's ever had at Iowa, which means he's going to have some depth, to not only the rotation but the bullpen. Got more options, uh, more power arms, so. Um, I think as long as that hitting kind of comes through and develops with some of the young players, that uh, I, I think they've got a chance to be pretty decent. He's got eight junior college transfers on this team, so uh, you know new guys coming in, younger and and some guys who have a little bit of experience uh, still playing some college baseball. It, it will be interested. Not a lot expected. I, I was trying to find some. Uh, some sort of you know season previews and perspectives out there on the internet. There wasn't wasn't a whole lot on Iowa baseball, but uh, then again, nothing was really expected the last couple of years either. And and they certainly uh, they certainly made things happen. Um, basketball team probably off the bubble now, pretty much uh, for good, unless they found a way, find a way to make a run in the NC or in the uh, Big Ten tournament, Tom. But um, so, what's what's the mood of this team now that that might just kind of be off the table? I don't think they believe that it's off the table. Um, you know, I think they still believe that uh, they're going to put something together here and and uh, get some wins. And um, you know, if they the really their only path though is they've got to basically win the last five games. If you can go on the road and win at Maryland and at Wisconsin and and win three home games, I, I think you've put yourself firmly in in the uh, bubble conversation. Um, but if they, you know, lose both those road games, win the three home games, they're kind of in the NIT conversation, but I still think they've got work to do there. Um, you know, I wrote a piece earlier this week about it, and it, it their, their RPI right now is, is just not going to cut it for the NIT. Uh, it's up at 105, 106 today, so um, they're going to have to get that RPI down 70s and 80s, and, and uh, that's going to be a little bit of a challenge for him, I think. Well, like you said, Tom, the only way that's happening is they win all five in a row. Probably have to win three in a Big Ten tournament. You'd have to you'd have to get to Sunday, I think, to be in the conversation. It'd be eight wins in a row. Well, that would that would get you in the conversation for sure. That's what I'm saying. Though. Right. I think for the NIT. But, but here's the problem with that. Yeah. If you don't get in the conversation until Sunday, you're likely not in. Uh, or, or you're one of those placeholders that they that they stick you and they go, okay, whoever is the next the next team we're going to stick here. If Iowa wins this game, they're a ten seed. If they lose this game, they're out. Something like that. Or they're right. in, or they're or they're in the play in game again. Whatever we call that, the first round. I don't know the game on Tuesday works. or Wednesday. Well, the NIT, Tom, as you pointed out, um, typically now has about eleven, uh, ten or eleven. 
conference champions that automatically qualify because they don't win their conference tournament. So that that eliminates that down to about 23 teams, 20 to 25 teams that are at large bids for that. So it makes it a lot tougher and um, you know, but there's still some work to be done and they can get it done. So hey, thanks Tom. We appreciate you joining us this week again and uh we're we're wrapping things up in the next couple of weeks. We appreciate uh, all, all the work and we'll we'll keep uh keep on for the next couple of weeks. Thanks Tom. Okay. Thanks guys. We'll talk to you soon. Be well. Tom Caker at HawkeyeReport.com. On the Duds and Suds hotline, and I believe he's here on Fridays as well. Uh, Kenny usually Should be noted that Duds and Suds is not a car wash, but rather it's a, a laundromat. So do they, are they potatoes? No, dude. You go in oh, there. Oh, they're your Duds. You, you, oh, your yeah, Duds, yeah, I, and in the old days, you could go there and have a beer. And play pool. And play pool. Uh, I, I know. Well, Yes. Anyway, yes, yes, you could. Uh, I remember that. I don't. Apparently, I don't know if you can now, but uh, I don't know. It's the Dudden Sud Hotline. I'm sure you could check it out online too if you wanted to. So that that'd be cool too. Baseball team uh, has some interesting games here. K State's one of the non-conference. UNLV, uh, Hawaii, Lehigh. well, Lehigh and Alabama State. But uh, we'll see how that how that plays out. South Alabama. So, um, we have Vegas to come to Iowa City. Vegas for three in April. Yeah. They're going to Minneapolis. They're going to Minneapolis. Huh? Uh, on March 4th, they're going to play three games in Minneapolis. Now, I don't believe there's a dome up there anymore. Do we, do Is you? it three games or just one? Uh, they play Hawaii, Oral Roberts, and, and Minnesota. Oh, it's a tournament. Uh-huh. The 3rd, 4th, and 5th of, of, of March in a couple of weeks. What was the first tournament that the boys would always play in? It was like the uh, Bat Breaker. Uh, yeah, it was, so it was the first weekend of April. We would always play one, and it, was, and it invariably was either... Uh, brutally cold, or uh, the one year I remember we couldn't get the game. The thunderstorms just ravaged the field. We were down in Indianola for that, weren't they, or something like that? I mean, you know, it was it was always tough on us. I know that. Anyway, well, here's the thing: Hawks uh, Hawkeye, Hawkeye basketball team has a chance to just round out the season, try to see what they can do with the tournament. And I think if they win one of those two. Games and they get the three home ones. They're definitely in, in the NIT conversation. I think they may play their way onto the bubble by doing that. But because Maryland and Wisconsin are tough, tough RPI teams. So here's the thing: this week you got to win eight in a row. Yeah, well, that's that's the way you get it done, right? Uh, game this weekend against Illinois. What time is the Illinois game? By the way, did I write that down? Oh, uh, I saw Saturday. It. I don't have the time. It's in the afternoon. Yeah, like uh, two whiteout game One? for uh, for Kenny Arnold. They're selling the Kenny Arnold uh, T-shirts to try to raise money to help him out. Of course, the point guard back on the uh, 1980 Final Four squad, and uh, he's he was actually housing. the backup. Yeah, he was, well, he was to, to Rob right. Lester, absolutely. But uh, but he played a good chunk of that season because Lester was hurt and uh, yeah, very important cog on that team. But he he battled brain cancer. He got through that. He's had all kinds of other health problems, and uh, apparently the uh, so the the fabulous few I think they were. Uh, they're um, they're raising money and trying to sell some T-shirts, and Hawkeye fans are going to honor Kenny Arnold this week with a whiteout against the Illinois Fighting Illini, and hopefully the Orange Crush won't come in there and and ruin that. One o'clock yeah. game. One o'clock game. Is that on the Big Ten Network? Uh, I'll I go be- with that. I, I believe it is. I believe it. I believe it is. Um, anyway, that'd be pretty cool. As pretty you can cool see, see, we study a lot on these non-football days. <laughs> Well, sometimes, sometimes we do. I just ran out of notes today. There just wasn't a whole lot more to talk about. I mean, how many more times do you want me to say, hey, Peter Jack had 28 points in Iowa. Peter Jack had 28 points big, in Iowa lost. Big Ten Network. Big Ten Network. So what do you think about the uh, putting up the Sweet 16 or the the first four seeds in all the brackets? 
prior uh, I, to. Is that, is that the only time they're going to do that? I think it is. Uh, what do I think about it? I think it's a joke. So you got I, Wisconsin. I think it's a slow day on ESPN, and they get people to watch. Well, if they're going to do that, why not do it on Monday night before the UConn women are about to go out for a hundred victories or whatever? I, I, I don't. You do know. it at ten o'clock in the morning on Saturday, no, and, and then six of those teams and, lose, and no big right, and then no Big Ten teams are in there, and so six of those teams lose, and then I hear the conversation on uh, on the way down here. I hear the conversation. So is Baylor still in one seed? Yes. Why? Well, because they're Baylor. We're now at the point where we Baylor, got Baylor, Kansas, Baylor has Kentucky, more, and Duke. more wins against the top fifty than anybody in the country. I'm not saying that they're not good. I'm, I'm just, just saying I'm just saying they rank them, they throw them out there, and now it's a, it almost becomes a win or lose proposition. They have to really screw up to not be a one or two seed. That's fine, but they've already basically laid it out and said. Here we're already done. Well, so now everybody else. May, the only way that things change is people have to have to prove it to get into that group now. So, so, so I'm viewing my Twitter, which it, you can follow me at Hawkeye Huddle, and you can feel uh, follow Numbnuts over there at Hawkeye Huddle too. And uh, so somebody says this is the year a one loses to a sixteen, believing that Gonzaga is going down. Have you watched Gonzaga? They're good. Uh, uh, here's the thing. I don't think small college teams, the small college teams are going to beat Gonzaga because Gonzaga is big. That's, this, is not, this is not one of those things where because the, the number one seed doesn't shoot very well someday that they're going to get beat. I think they've got good. lumberjacks inside, man, and those guys will they, they row that boat, baby. I, 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 got, I have a question for you. So yeah. did you watch the Indiana-Purdue game last week? I think uh, it was on. At, it was, was on, it on uh, after uh, our show. Y- y- uh, no, that was it was on uh, Thursday night. I watched the end of it. So did you see the really double the double call? The double fall. The so double foul. explain to me how you can have a block and charge at the same time. The only time I ever seen that was at a Drake U and I basketball game with you and Ed Hightower called the same thing. They called a travel and a double. They called a travel and a, blo- a blocking foul on the same play. So the guy traveled. And then they call a blocking foul on the on the other guy, and I'm like, well, how does that happen? If he travels, then then there's no the, foul, the, right? It's a dead ball foul, which should be a technical. But he did it. I remember it. I looked at you, and I'm like, that's impossible. They they cancel each other out. How about the Michigan State guy hopping on one leg three times in front of the official to save the ball the other day? Did you see that? No. Was at the gala? That would have been the second half, and I I, I didn't even see it. I, I I saw it on Twitter afterwards. He did. He's a Michigan State guy. He reaches out. He's right along the baseline. He reaches out over the Iowa player. He catches the ball with one hand. And I'm not kidding. It, it is hop, hop, hop on one leg and then throws it back in bounds and go back up. So the here's the interesting thing. Iowa, by the way, is in still in seventh or eighth place here in the Big Ten, which is, is not bad. Seventh. Seventh? One, so, two, three. So, so, oh, we can do our Temple and Ryan last call. do it. I got the Hawks winning this weekend. That's fine. I got to uh, win it by double digits. Yeah, this is going to be a this is going to be a pounding. Uh, I I I think Illinois is is in for uh, in for some trouble this a week. Rude a rude awakening at Cover Arena. Iowa women are going to get to this week too, and we're going to be talking. They're well, going to be the only postseason team we're talking about. Previewing next week's Iowa Indiana game next week on the Hawkeye Huddle, which will be interesting because Tom Crean is about to be shown the door. That could happen. Thanks to Tom Caker of HawkeyeReport.com for joining us this week. For Trent Condon Brett, uh, and Dave Crane Jr., I'm Brett Ridge. That's me. That's you. Join us next week right here on the Hawkeye Hell on 1700 and MediaCom.